This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. 2005, directed by Shane Black. Written by Shane Black. Based on the novel by Brett Halliday. Shane Black. Starring Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer, Michelle Monaghan, and others. Is it Monahan or Moynihan? I don't know if it's not Monahan. <laughs> did, did I say hand? You did. <laughs> uh, well, that was an accident. Uh, Monahan. I've always heard Monahan. Yeah, I think that's um, it. Corbin Burnson and other. Larry Miller. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, wait, he might not be in this. Um, Shannon Sussman. All right, Scott, this is your pick. Uh, what was the first time you saw this? Um, so around when it came out, I, I feel like I saw this in the theater, but I, I don't think this was in theaters all that long, uh, if I remember correctly. So it could have been on DVD. Uh, at any rate, I saw this, I barely knew anything about it and, uh, was very pleasantly surprised and, and very entertained. Uh, this is the first movie that made me kind of a Shane Black fan uh i mean not counting his his role in predator <laughs> right uh you know and you'd see the writing there and things like lethal weapon and uh and others after that but uh, uh this is the first time i think i don't know if it's his first di- uh directing gig i'm looking at imdb right now uh but i think this is definitely the one that that kind of set him uh, set him up to be a director to watch, mm. at least for me. Yeah, this is his first one. The next one was Iron Man three. <laughs> there you go. So two thousand five, all the way to two thousand thirteen. Then a TV movie called Edge. Then the Nice Guys, which is pretty much the same movie we just were talking about. <laughs> and then the new Predator movie, which I haven't seen yet. It definitely has a lot of similarities with. Uh, with the nice guys. It does. Mm. Um, they're different. Right, uh, yeah, it is, but same. So I'll go next. I have not seen this until uh, this week. I'd always heard about it, and this is one, especially over the years, as Shane Black has gone on to do more stuff as Robert Downey. Like, this is kind of the movie that brought Robert Downey Jr. back, from what I've been told. Yeah. Um, so I've heard a lot about it, and so I'm glad uh, Scott picked it. And uh, yeah, we'll get into it, but this is one of the movies I won't be complaining that much about. <laughs> Alex, wait until next week, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I th- I want to say that I saw this on cable, and uh, when I happened to be roommates with other people that paid for cable, and I was just running through the list, and uh, yeah, I was also pleasantly surprised because I didn't know anything about what it was. The name didn't really say much, but it, it really hooked me. Right from the like very beginning. Mm-hmm. Little girl almost got killed. Saw it in half. Yeah. 
All right, well, they let's got, get it. I got slept in the face. <laughs> let's get into it. So, as usual, we're each going to talk about seven particular items. So, Scott, why don't you lead us off? What's your number seven? Okay. So, uh, a lot of great moments in this movie. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to distill it down. But uh, my number seven is uh, starts with the, the beginning when the, <laughs> the washed-up actor walks into uh, Michelle Moynihan's uh, character, Harmony, her apartment yeah. off, off the beach, and it's like Meanwhile, giant turn- Turbo Man broke into her house. <laughs> yeah, the with, I, I forget what the it was like uh, something similar to RoboCop, but only it was oh, like pro- ProtoCop. ProtoCop, yes. He's in this like <laughs> super goofy like big plastic robot costume, but he's yeah. got like he's got like a six pack of beer, and he just wanders in and uh, just cracks one open, and she grabs has, the bat. He has a, I think he has like a pizza box there too. <laughs> yeah. Like he's really set up camp. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, you know, he, he stumbles in and she wakes up and she's freaking out. And uh, she grabs the bat, which, by the way, said Wonder Girl on it, which was uh, a fun nod. Mm-hmm. Um, to Wonder Bat from The Simpsons. Yeah, from The yeah. Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> and then she, she startles him and he, he stumbles over the railing and dies. <laughs> oh, I thought he was just paralyzed. Uh, I, I I guess he could have lived. I just well, assumed he was whichever, dead. Whichever one, yeah. By the weird angle, because I thought he was dead at the end of that. Yeah, sorry. It was, yeah, I thought he was dead at the end of that shot. But later on, it's like, oh yeah, I heard the guy. You know, stumbled his house, became paralyzed. It was like a throwaway line, but mm. yeah. And then he started having visions, and Hodor carried him around. Yeah, yeah. There you oh. go. He became super. <laughs> And, and I will say this is not the only comparison to Jingo All the Way we'll have in this movie. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, when it comes up, I'm gonna mention it. See if you guys thought the same thing. Put the cookie down. <laughs> yeah, that scene. That one. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number seven is uh, pros and cons. I did like the narration by Robert Downey Jr.'s character. It worked a lot of the times. Other times, I didn't like it, but. Uh, it's something to note. Like there were times, I definitely at the end when stuff's starting to unfold, and he's like, "Do you get it now? You get what's going on?" I was like, "No, I don't. Now I feel like an idiot for saying I should know by this point." Um, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but yeah, I just I I don't know. I, it works. I think it works because it's him. I think if it was anybody else but him, or very few people can pull it off. It just that's what we like about him these days. Uh, like Matthew so. Broderick. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, Tom Selleck. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the uh, select, select few. John John P- Cusack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't work for me. The other one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, Scott or Alex, number seven. My number seven is. Oh, this was really tough because aside, yeah the the narration is um, honorable mention. It, this would have been like my number eight or nine, but uh, the audition. Right when he comes in after botching the the theft, <laughs> and he, he just walks in, he's, and just very serendipitous that they happen to be auditioning for a role. He's like, "You killed him, didn't you?" And then he like really breaks down in tears. He's like, "I told him not to come." Yeah. <laughs> and you got the guy from Best in Show, the negotiator. He's like, "This is what I'm talking about: old school method acting." Yeah, Larry Mellon. Yeah. That's yeah. just a great scene overall. 
And this is also, I thought, like Jingle all the way. And when he's, he pretty much runs up the exact same staircase into the exact same room and, and then gets turned into Turbo Man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> also running away from the yeah, cops. I, I don't know why Jingle all the way is on our minds, but maybe we'll yeah. find out. Mm. I'm, I'm actually very surprised that you guys are paying that close attention to <laughs> Jingle all well, the way. One was definitely inspired by the other one. So. I think so. It's direct correlation. Ah. Which one came first? We'll look it up. All right, Scott, number six. Number six is just the the way that the the mystery all falls together. Um, in in and of itself, is entertaining enough, like how how it gets solved. But I think more than than that, I enjoyed how um, each of them contributes. Uh, I I don't know about equally. I'd have to go back to to really figure that out. But uh, with without any one of any, any one of them, it doesn't get solved. Uh, and it, it makes for a more, I don't know, engaging story uh, that, that each of them um, not only has, well, Perry has less of a stake in what's going on than, than the other two, but uh, the fact that they they all kind of, like, working independently and then eventually together, uh, they're able to, to solve the whole thing. Um, I enjoyed that, you know, it wasn't just one person figuring it out, it wasn't a pro or uh, Sherlock type of situation. Uh, it took all of them noticing stuff. It was mo- mostly, well, RDJ mostly just like kind of noticed things rather than kind of figure things out. And it took the other two, but uh, he was valuable yeah. as well. Yep. Okay. Uh, my number six is. <laughs> early, uh, there's a bunch of different gags, but I know this is not, it's not a gag, but one moment when. All of a sudden, uh, Gay Perry is calling. What's Robert Downey Jr.'s character's name? Harry. 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 Yeah, yeah. The great, amazing Harold. Amazing Harold. Yeah. And then, like, he had found he had like had the discovery about the panties, and he told it to to Harmony. And then he calls back. He's like, "Oh yeah, she's gone. She she figured it out. She blah, blah. And they get, then they get caught and everything. And then she calls up later. And she's like, "No, I just went to work." Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it was like following that uh, <clears throat> trope, and it wasn't. It was just that she was at work, and they just figured she got caught. So yeah. I yes. liked it. Yeah, just speaking of tropes, uh, <laughs> I, I, it's not specifically on my list, but I did like, and, and this happens a lot in The Nice Guys, too, where they play a lot against uh, uh, tropes that you see in noir detective movies um, where they try to do shit and then get called out on, get called out on, on this movie because it's stupid. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so enjoyed it yep alright Alex number 6 number 6 is spoiler alert at at the very end where everybody comes back to life yeah yeah oh that was awesome <laughs> you got all the some of the crew that got killed and then <laughs> Abraham Lincoln yeah, yeah. Like, for like half a frame yeah <laughs> yeah then Elvis like pops in for sure for a hot second was there a dog in there too, or am I just imagining things? Uh, I don't remember the dog. Yeah, yeah okay. I didn't notice, but head cannon. <laughs> but that yeah, was that was yeah, that was great. All right, uh, Scott, number five. Number five, uh, going back to the narration. Uh, I I really enjoyed enjoyed it in this. Uh, I felt it was it was it felt more of a way to work in more snappy dialogue than to to be more exposition. Um, I mean, a lot of it is exposition, but again, it's Shane Black. 
So uh, more, you know, more RDJ getting to say funny things. Uh, it, it works for me. Uh, so I didn't have any problem with it. And I, and kind of tying in with that, I, I really liked, I'd forgotten about this, all the, uh, the, the way that each day is broken up with its own subtitle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very kind, oh, of, yeah. kind of noir thing to do. Apparently, I believe those are titles of actual books. I don't know if the Dillinger books are real. Mm-hmm. Like that they talk about throughout the film. Because at the very end, they have this little blurb that uh, titles, and they mention the titles of each, you know, day, uh, used in permission with so-and-so estate. Okay. Yeah. So I think that... I, like, I don't know about Dillinger, though. <laughs> right. But they, they were... Def- I think they're uh, titles of, like, mystery okay. books. Okay. Mystery books. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> nice. My number five is that the scene at the park where they're trying to get uh, Val Kilmer and uh, she she kind of helps, you know, at least warns them and all of a sudden. I don't know where the guy in the food truck just kills the guy. I thought that was pretty. Just loads on him. <laughs> it's Los Angeles. <laughs> Everyone's got guns. Yep. <laughs> and uh, this is back before food, uh, food trucks were hip. The original one. That's like the hipster cart right there. The original hipster food truck hanging mm-hmm. out in uh, Griffith Park or wherever <laughs> park it was. Um, yeah. I thought that was I think it funny. was MacArthur Park. That is. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's MacArthur Park. Um, that's my number five. So, Alex. My number five is when that sleazeball at the party is uh, going up to um, what's-her-face that's drunk and sleeping on the table. And, you know, ugh, it's gross. And then uh, Harry comes in, walk away, my friend. And then he has this great monologue. He's like, you want to step inside? This is not going to end the way you want it to. <laughs> Just a smash cut to him getting the shit beat out of him. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> oh, that was so good. And even right after that, he's like, you're right there? He's like, yeah, one of these days I'm going to learn how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then later on when he, like... He's getting his car or whatever. You know where that guy went? Oh, the guy that kicked your ass? Yeah, he went there. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. All right, Scott, number four. All right, so my number four. Number four. Number four my, right? num- my number four yeah. is uh, losing the finger. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. I should have oh, written that down. <laughs> so not only is it hilarious and shocking at the same time, but it ties into the plot very strongly too um it, it basically sets up the whole reason why he winds up at the uh the house of the girl that gets murdered right in front of him spoilers uh you know so yeah it explains how he passes out in the back of that car basically and then all the gags that go along with it um uh like the whole the whole dog joke <laughs> You got Perry. He's like, look, just get the finger, kill the dog. He's like, Jeebus, Perry. Yeah. He's like, no, no, oh, uh, no, okay, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, the dog eats the fucking thing. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. I love that because at first she slams the door and, she, and then she says, oh, did I cut your finger off? I thought she was just being, um, she was exaggerating. Because it's like, there's no, I mean, if you slam a door on a hand, there's no way a finger's going to come off. And all of a sudden they just cut to the floor and it's like a clean cut. Oh, man. That threw me off. 
Yeah, then later on when they, like, the goons just pull it off. Yeah, it's like, oh, I just got that fixed. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> now, okay, this is my number four as well, and everything you guys have said. But the one thing I was a little annoyed with, like, okay, after he gets, yeah, he gets taken to their house. He, The one girl gets killed. He shoots the guy. And then he stays around to ice his fucking finger and make a phone call. I found that a little bit weird. Well, he, no, was, he, was, was, he was on Demerol. <laughs> Fair enough. Because at first I didn't realize was like, where, where did the dog come from? And then I didn't realize he was still at the same place. So little, that part was a little bit over the top, but I still enjoyed the whole the, throughout the whole movie the finger thing. Well, in video games, when you clear out all the enemies, you can spend as much time as you want just you know getting all your uh, items refilled. That is true. Yeah. This is one of those shitty games where once you pan a little bit to the right and you go back, they're going to be back again. <laughs> but, you can make the, but you can make them disappear that way, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Mega Man again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alex, number four. My number four is just the great comedic thread that runs straight through the movie. It's uh, very well balanced with all the action and all the serious notes. Um, so it... It's really a dark movie, but it's undercut by all this comedy, so it doesn't seem that way. And it's it's more entertaining than cringeworthy, even though there are some really cringeworthy moments. So I remember this movie as like being a really cool, fun, entertaining, wild ride. And not really like a cringy, uh, guy-out-of-a-sack-eating-vomit type of movie. Yeah. So I'll go and say this here. I've been waiting to say it. Um... I was really disappointed in this movie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I sometimes take notes when I like as things go along. Take notes. Sometimes at the end, I'll gather my thoughts and write it. And this one, I just enjoyed the movie a lot. And when it came time to making notes, like what seven things were, I actually had a little bit of a hard time just because I enjoyed the movie throughout. Like it was all one cohesive piece, and I think it kind of follows up with what you're saying. It was just a fun story, good acting, good everything, and so. I uh, just wanted to add that to that. Like, I really liked it, and nothing. Not many like specific things stood out for me. They all just kind of worked together. Yeah. So every once in a while, I say positive things. All <laughs> right, Scott, number three. Okay, number three. Um, and I completely had forgotten about the scene, and uh, it, it definitely made me laugh out loud again. And that's uh, this is like the third or fourth time in the movie where they they almost hook up. Um, and, and all of a sudden, uh, like, yeah. like, so everything's like out in the open about how he lied about being a detective and, you know, how he says he's her, that, uh, she's his dream girl and all this other stuff. And they, they kind of clear the air a little bit and, uh, and, like, she's like laying naked in, in the bed with him. And then she says, I just, one more thing to, or one more s- secret to share. And the jump cuts to her, to him kicking her out of the hotel room because <laughs> she had slept with his best friend way back in high school, <laughs> yeah. which is it's even funnier because they brought that up early in the movie, and he talks a few times about how she slept with everybody, um, and even gay, like she she tell or he tells Perry about it, and, and Perry says, "Oh yeah, the guy was gay." <laughs> But no, it turns out that she slept with him. And because he looks sad, too. That was what she says. <laughs> that was her reasoning. <laughs> and he's just, like, super he upset. Sad. 
And he kicks her out. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Even when she calls, calls back to confirm the underwear thing, <laughs> he's like, yeah, no underwear. Now shut up. You slip with so-and-so. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> he just hangs up. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's great, too, because, you know, that's that's his character. You know, he's, uh, for, for all of him in the movie trying to, like, do, I don't know if necessarily do the right thing, but um, to, to be the good, be a good guy, be one of the good guys. Um, he's still very self-absorbed. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my number three, and this was just a, a visual gag, but when they are, when Robert Downey Jr. has all, when he thinks she's dead, but she's there and she's telling him everything. And then the other girl, he's being set up with the other dead body in the room. And Gay Perry shows up, and they just fling her out the window, and she lands like <laughs> yeah. on the, the rail yeah. down there, the dumpster or whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah that was dumpster. awesome because you think <laughs> the shot set up is like, oh, she's gonna land perfectly on this. Nope. <laughs> oh, it's bam! Oh God. <laughs> so uh, I think she's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. in that context. Yeah, that corpse went through a lot. I'll just say that. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have. Oh, maybe you guys do. So I won't bring it up. But yeah, that corpse has been through a lot. That yeah. was one of the funny uh, things. Perry. Yeah, I peed on her. What? Why would there? <laughs> why would there be pee on her? <laughs> that was pretty good. He's like, no, I have. A, I, but I have another question. He's like, no, 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 I'm asking the question right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You look for the gun. Gun? I don't have a gun. Look, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> Got him an idiot. The whole movie. It's a great. Yeah. To get a sitting out there, obviously going to plant a gun. I found it. All right, Alex. Number three. Uh, my number three is, and this is pretty much the only like really well, maybe one of two, but really serious moments in the movie where um, the one of the thugs he's only credited as fire because in the interrogation scene there's like frying pan, five mustard, <laughs> uh, mustard. But the guy was credited as fire. And uh, that's when RDJ, or Harry, he's under the bed and they're trying to be quiet. And he hears the girl in pink getting shot. Like, that was horrible. And she even, like, she's still a little bit alive. And she sees them under the bed and asks him, who are you? And that was chilling. And then, I, I mean, the color really goes right out of Harry. He's, like, in shock. And comes out of bed and then fires comes like, oh, you still didn't didn't think I'd see you here. It's like he's talking like, you know, putting on a brave face. And without saying a word, just Harry just grabs the gun and just shoots him to death. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that was cold. Yeah, I didn't expect that. That was awesome. No, nothing funny, no nothing, just, ugh, just vengeance and then remorse and sorrow. Like if somebody came into the movie what like at that scene, they'd have a huge misconception. Agreed. All right, Scott, number two. Okay. Uh, number two is my note. In my notes, I have Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if the finger that death, not so, not so serious that death. So if the finger came out of nowhere, this really came out of nowhere. <laughs> Where, where, as, where as Perry put it, they're playing fag in New not good cop, bad cop, but but fag in New Yorker. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like RJ's character Harry's trying to get answers out of him, so he pulls out the revolver, 
Um, and empties it all one bullet and then spins it. And it's like, what do you think about this? And then, and then he, he pulls the trigger. <laughs> and of course it's the one, it's the one that winds up with the, the chamber and he shoots the guy in the head. <laughs> and he's just in shock, like the, the rest of that entire scene. It's like, oh man, did not see that coming at all. And then Val Kimmer was just like, well, you know, he said he was going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. No, but also he's like, yeah, that's why I have one in 10th chance or I have 10% chance. Or 8% or something. Yeah, it's 8%. Yeah. Who taught you math? Yeah, who taught you math? That's good. I actually forgot about that. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> All right, uh, my number two is I love the way the story unfolds throughout. It's, it's, it's you don't really see where it's going as it's progressing, but you kind of do if you because it's going by the the Hardy Boy books or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> um, so I just like the way they incorporated the books, which I think Alex mentioned earlier, and just the way it unfolds. It's it's, it's very uh, it's like Quentin Tarantino esque too, and that just the story unfolds as you go along. You don't know because when the movie starts, you don't really know what this guy's. This guy's a robbing a toy store, and the next thing you know, he's in Hollywood, and then he's a detective and all that stuff. So, hmm. really enjoyed that way the story unfolds in this movie. Good, right? Good writing there. It's my number two, Alex. My number two is Val Kilmer as Gay Perry. It's awesome. Yep. He's all, he's the best. He's always serious. He's got impeccable, just dry wit throughout the whole movie. And he just calls him an idiot the whole time. He's like, no, what the hell are you talking about? Of course not. Like, just this attitude is fantastic. Yep, One of his best roles. One of his best and last roles. Yeah. It, did, it was like uh, Tombstone and then Mad this. Mad Mardigan. What oh, no. Mad Mardigan. No, no, I'm saying, saying since Tombstone. Oh. It was like Tombstone and then Heat? Which came first, Heat or Tombstone? I'll look it up. And there's also... Um, and then it's like nothing until Spartan. Oh, Batman Forever. Like, okay, and then, and then this, and then that's that's been like it. <laughs> no, what's the one with uh, Elizabeth Shue? Is, uh, oh, The Saint. The Saint. Oh, I love that movie. Eh, I, w- I, okay. eh. I wouldn't qualify that as... <laughs> I know, but I still like it. Yeah. Um yeah, Val Kilmer's a national treasure, if you ask me. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so this came out in 2005. After this... MacGruber. It was in, like, MacGruber or something like that, yeah. I think Spartan was after this, maybe. What was that before? Jesus, I don't see any of these things I recognize. Tenth and Wolf played Moscow Zero, Summer Love, Deja Vu, Ten Commandments, The Musical, <laughs> Numbers Three, Wex... Not, yeah, Jesus. I no, he wasn't in the Ten Commandments. Yeah, <laughs> I gotcha. He played he played <laughs> the Mount. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing after this. Jesus. Yeah, Heat's before this. Heat's ninety five. Okay. Ten years before this. Yeah, yeah. Heat. Yeah, it was well before this. So I'm just wondering if he, so if, yeah. was, if Heat was after Tombstone. I think it was. Tombstone. Yes, it was. Anyway, yeah, he's great in this. Yeah, he's my number one, but I'll talk about it more when we get there. Mm. Anything else to add? Nope, that's it. All right, Scott, hey. number one. Uh, Val Kilmer. <laughs> His character, great Gay Perry, just, <laughs> just basically like, yeah, like Alex was saying, just how he he shuts down Robert Downey Jr.'s character for almost the entire movie. 
And it's the he gets the best lines in the entire movie. Um like the lion share of him anyway. The my my favorite being the uh the one about the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Remind me, I don't remember. So the dictionary one he says uh you looked up or it starts off with um yeah, if, you if, looked, you look up, if you look if up, if you look up the word "idiot," like in the dictionary, you know what? You know what you'll find? <laughs> like I don't know, a picture of me. No, the definition of idiot, you idiot. No, no, he says. No, he says. The de- no, the definition of idiot, which you fucking are. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's better. <laughs> and, then, and then the whole adverb joke fucking killed me. Oh, that was good. <laughs> but she corrects him early on in the movie, and then he's like, yeah. "He's like, sleep badly." He's like, "No, yeah. you mean sleep bad." He's like, "No, fuckhead, it's, <laughs> it's an, an adverb." adverb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god! Yeah. yeah, him berating Robert Downey Jr. The entire movie is gold. And later on, when he's like outside his car, like outside the hotel, and he's leaning against his car, <laughs> yeah. he's like, I gotta go. And then finally, he just, he just I gotta just, go. Holds his head up. So really got to go. <laughs> basically, run him over on the way out. <laughs> the uh, the scene on the rooftop. I wouldn't blame you if you took a swing at me. <laughs> and then he punches him. <laughs> yeah. When he throw when the whole uh, they shoot the shoot the girl in the trunk of the car and everything, and he throws the gun in the water. Yeah. Why'd you do that? It's a two thousand dollar gun. It was a gift for my mother. It's my fingerprints all over <laughs> Um, Yeah, everything you guys have said, I thought he he made this for me. I think both of them are good, but he definitely... And I was, yeah, I was definitely getting the Doc Holiday out of this, where Val Kilmer is kind of second in command, but kind of still in the movie. I thought he was awesome. And I was wondering, yeah, I, did, I had no idea he was in this at all. So when he showed up, it was a surprise for me. And, um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of a movie he's in that I don't like him in. Watch MacGruber. I have not seen MacGruber, so I can't answer that. But. I mean, he's also bad guy slash straight guy in Top Gun, and on, as we talked about Tombstone. And well, well, Heat. Straight guy? I don't know about that. You know what I mean. Yeah, not Top Gun. <laughs> he goes by the book. Oh. He doesn't fly by the seat of the pants. He's a reckless. By the seat of the pants. Seat of the pants. Um,. That's my number one as well. So, Alex, what's yours? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought he did a great job in this movie. It's his comeback film. Uh, he was starting to um, get back in the game, and this one, yeah, just put him back on the map. After working out all his demons. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it was great. His, uh, you know, his Robert Downey Jr. RDJ way of speaking and everything pretty fast, but you can still understand what he's saying. It's almost like his his mouth is ten steps ahead of his brain, the way he like speaks and ad libs. Uh, it's fantastic. I love watching him work. Yeah, and hearing him cuss so much after all these <laughs> Disney movies that he's in. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. That changed the pace. Yeah, so I'm looking. So this is 2005. Before this, yeah, none of these movies. I have Gothica. I heard of it, but I don't remember. I remember him on Ally McBeal, even though I didn't watch the show, but I remember that being like a thing. Mm-hmm. Gothica, yeah. was that Halle Berry? That sounds familiar. Oh, is that the one? Yeah. 
I think that's the yeah, one. Yeah, it is Halle Berry. Uh, the second, the the second fugitive movie. Oh, oh really? yeah, that's uh, right. U.S. Marshals, I think it was called. Yeah, that was pretty good, if I remember correctly. It's with Wesley Snipes, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't care. Again, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but then he's in the Shaggy Dog, Scanner Darkly, Zodiac, and then you get to Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Tropic Thunder. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, uh, right. Wonder Boys. I think I saw that with Alex. What was Wonder Boys again? It was just kind of this dramedy. And Michael Douglas, Toby Maguire. It was I like, no it was like this road trip thing. thing. Guys having like a midlife crisis. Well, I don't remember that at all. But it yes. wasn't the road trip with Galifianakis. That's true. That wasn't. He beats up that kid or punches him. That was hilarious. <laughs> or kicks him or so. It was good. Whenever kids get beat up, it's hilarious. Uh, he's got four movies he's making right now. Post-production, Avengers, Endgame. Uh, ooh, that might be in the news. Oops, maybe I spoiled this maybe. Uh, Scott's news. <laughs> uh, the Voyage of Dr. Doolittle. Was he in the first Dr. Doolittle? Well, no. I thought that was Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. So I guess they're rebooting that. Uh, All-Star Weekend? He's doing a voice in that. Okay, and then Sherlock Holmes 3. Also, untitled John Brinkley biopic. I don't know who John Brinkley is. Mm. The story of the 20th century con man, John Brinkley, who claimed to be a doctor and scammed his way to fame and fortune using fake medicine and popular radio broadcast. Is that Christy Brinkley's dad? Sure, why not? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, any other mentions? I did not have any. Oh, when the old man and the the old man dad gets his comeuppance at the end. It never felt so good to see an invalid old man on a breather get slapped around. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, just just one for me. The uh, <laughs> the gag, uh, inverting the trope that the he has the one of the mystery novels. Like in his jacket pocket over his oh, chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, stop the bullet. And then she's like looking at it. And she puts her finger through the hole. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it did not stop the bullet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just embedded more infectious material into yeah. my body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the cock gun. A nod to Tom Savini, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Sex machine, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What did he say? Uh, homophobes never check there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guy keeps calling him Mary Corn. Yeah, Mary Corn. All right. Uh, time to rate it. Uh, as usual, we rate on a score of one to seven. Seven being perfect, one being absolutely garbage. Uh, Scott, what will you rate this thing? Uh, easy six. Okay. Uh, it, almost every scene has something funny or or uh, intense going on um, and then just the overall mystery um, and the great performances and I think it's worth mentioning that Michelle Monaghan Monaghan however, however, however we decide to pronounce it Nimoy yeah, she does yeah. <laughs> she does a, a great job of, of keeping up with, with RDJ in this movie yeah yeah so yep six for me alright um I am also going to give this a six, which might be breaking my 
because I've only seen it once, but I'm definitely going to go watch this again. So I guess that qualifies. Even though I've only seen it once, I would like to see it again. So right now, six. If I watch it again and it doesn't hold up, then I have the right to drop it to a five. But I definitely like it. It's five or above, and I think I'll like it the second time I watch it even more. So six for me. Alex. Yeah, we got a hat trick here. Six as well. This movie's great. It's better than I remember because uh, I forgot like a lot of the gags, so they were a surprise again. So I don't know. I kind of want to wait like another like six or seven years to watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, so good. All right, what's our crossover topic, Scott? So um, I believe we we settled on the top five hero beatings. <laughs> Where I thought it was top five man, salt, mall Santas. It is. Oops. Whoops. Uh, uh, top five uh, hero beatings. Uh, not not necessarily torture, although there there is some crossover there to be sure. Um, yeah. So for for example, yeah. like I did not have uh, Braveheart the on this list because he's getting straight up tortured. It's not necessarily yeah. taking a beating. If that makes any sense. Uh, let's say uh, not on my list, but James Bond in uh, Casino Royale. That is on my list. So let's yeah. go ahead and start him with Sorry. number five. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Jesus, Alex. Let's go ahead and start him with number fives, and uh, and I will say uh, no, Passion of the Christ does not count. Uh, Daniel Craig as as James Bond in Casino Royale, or my notes Rope to the nuts. Cassian Royale, which I fucking misspelled here. Uh, but uh, Casino Royale, yeah, like not not only the the rope to the nuts, which is more just straight torture, really, but just he fucking gets his the shit kicked out of him through that entire movie. The I think it's a hallmark of the uh, Daniel Craig Bond is that he's really kind of shitty as a spy, yep. but he's just really good at, at he's just like this murder machine. Like <laughs> he's really and, good at and banging broads. Well, all Bonds are good at that. <laughs> uh, so he's like Archer, but. In a serious movie. Yeah, where he just fucking... Yeah, he's just, like, super competent when it comes to actually, like, getting into gunfights and fight fights and physical fights. Fight fights. fight fights. Yeah, fight fights my favorite kind of fight. Yeah. I don't want to get into a fight. A fight fight, however. Yeah. Uh, but yes. I'm all in. Yeah, he... At one point, he has to resuscitate himself, which is kind of a hilarious scene in, in retrospect. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Craig is Bond. Craig's Bond. Casino Royale at least Craig is Bond Bond's Craig (laughs) Daniel Craig is a man truth is beauty Uh, yeah I have the exact same thing Daniel Craig and James Bond the James Bond character specifically Casino Royale and that just I mean I you're right I didn't go that wide open mine was just the actual torture scene where he's just getting beat and then the the rope to the nuts Um, but yeah Daniel Craig getting his ass kicked he's going rope to nuts in Cass- Casio Royale. <laughs> Great sound out of that. Yeah. Out of that movie. All right, Alex, number five. Well, that's... N- <laughs> Daniel Craig is not on my number five. My number five is Mickey O'Neill from Snatch, which is Brad Pitt's character. Yeah, Whoa. I guess he does let himself get beat up. So yeah, he's... he gets the shit beat out of himself. But he doesn't have to. Because he looks ragged at the end of that fight. He's getting carried by two of his uh, his pikey brothers yeah. when they put that shotgun to the face, the brick top. Yeah. That was great. Now we are fucked. Mm-hmm. Take a drink, everybody. 
That's the Scott drinking game. Whenever yep, he says that line, it's, uh-huh. great all time lines in a movie that's full of great lines. By the way, <laughs> why do, why do they call him Boris the Bullet Dodger? Because he dodges bullets. <laughs> Crikey! What do you need a gun for? Protection from who? From who? The Germans. The Germans. <laughs> Couldn't even spit it out. Uh, anyways, yep. All right, uh, Scott. Number four. Number four is a combo. We're gonna huh? go Riggs and Murtaugh. Huh? In Lethal Weapon. <laughs> go spit. Go spit. Where? Which one? One. Yes, the first one. Uh, where uh, Murtaugh is just being, you know, more of a standard, just beating. Uh, whereas Riggs is straight up being tortured. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But taking a beating in the process, I suppose. Uh, but yes, they, they both managed to escape. Uh, mostly because Riggs is like another murder murder machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he strangles a guy with his feet. Be- Australian ninja. Because why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got the great Al Lung doing the torture. So yeah, he shouldn't he, have got that candy bar. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that Mars bar yeah. doomed him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like... Uh, Oranges and Godfather. Yeah. So, yeah, Rig, Riggs and Murtaugh. Go spit. Go spit. And then, as I've mentioned uh, a few times before, I think at this point, uh, it wasn't until, a, like, the last time I sat down to watch the whole thing that I actually got the whole thing about his nuts roasting on uh, whatever street it was on. Yeah. Because the whole Christmas theme. Gotcha. For whatever reason, I'd never put two and two together at that point. <laughs> two! Uh-huh. Alright. Uh, my number four, which I don't know if you can call a beating, but he definitely takes a couple punches, one big one, and that'll be Michael Corleone and The Godfather. Oh. Yeah. And he gets the, the crooked police beat his ass when he's protecting his dad. Oops, and he one gets punch. That, yeah. I think there's a one body blow in there before that. Maybe I'm wrong. But he definitely gets the one punch to the jaw. And then... and. I don't know if it's realistic or not, but it's something you don't see in movies where he basically has that scar or that pain for, like, the rest of the movie almost. Yeah, he, like, <laughs> broke most... bones in his face. Yeah, it's all swollen and... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's flown like to Sicily. He's hit out for six months, and he still has a little bit of a scar or a, a, a swollen jaw wired shut and everything. So which I really like. like just, it's not like in the regular movies where you get punched and you just shake it off. Yeah. Uh, like, Happy Gilmore. Oh, that hurt a little, but I'm all right. <laughs> oh, that's that so real for that kid that went in after him. <laughs> yeah, the, the setup for that is such a fantastic scene too, where you, you have the super nervous, like what is he, a baker or florist? I'm not, but uh, he's like super nervous, and the whole time Michael is just perfectly calm, you know, just kind of setting up his character for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and you just pop the collar on your. Uh... Little jacket there, and you look like a hoodlum. Yeah. Uh, today, when you put your hoodie up, it's basically hoods up, nines out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. So, Michael Corleone, The Godfather, is my number four. Alex, my number four is from a specific episode, but it's Al Bundy. Usually, he he's the one dealing out the beatings, but in this episode, he just got the shit kicked out of him by some of at the time some of the great names in sports. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, when he's filming the the commercial for the Zeus. <laughs> the <shoe. laughs> 
Oh man, that's great. Yeah, Sugar Ray Leonard, <laughs> like knock him out, wham, just uh, beat him. <laughs> I just love the Sugar Ray Leonard peg. It's every amateur's dream to see how far they can go with the with the real pro, and then it cuts to Sugar Ray Leonard. I've always wanted to see how bad I could beat a real amateur. <laughs> <laughs> it's every professional's dream to see how bad they can beat up a regular guy. <laughs> oh, that's fucking gold. That's awesome. They did never even show his face throughout yeah. the whole <laughs> in the commercial. It's just him flying out of the shoes. Uh, then he's on a full body cast, and Peg had already spent all this money. Yeah, yeah good old Al. Yeah, Sugar Ray Leonard should have won an Emmy for that performance. <laughs> yeah, he should have. Uh, all right, uh, Scott, number three. Okay, uh, number three. <laughs> when I was making the the list initially, it was like I came up with like five Mel Gibson. <laughs> the whole thing about him being tortured is true, but uh, going back to, to to good old Mel here, uh, and that would be Porter in Payback. Uh, oh yeah, he gets. This is another overlap between torture and taking a beating, but oh man, he gets worked over. Uh, at one point, they take sledgehammer to his, or no, you know, sledgehammer, but a hammer. It's a ball peen hammer to to his toes. Yeah, um, little piggy, and he still like toughs it out. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty brutal. He gets the everlasting shit kicked out of him. So, yep. If anybody hasn't seen Payback, it's worth a watch. Oh hell yeah! Put that a, I've seen it, but it's been a long time. I don't remember what you guys are talking about. Um. All right. Well, my number three is Batman in the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, mm. that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, nice. So, but only Bane, if you, only if you did the voice, Jeff. I don't have a bottle in front of me. <laughs> Batman, what <laughs> will break first, your mind or your body? Anyway, <laughs> Batman, Batman thinks he's all badass, gonna fight Bane, and uh, yeah, he, he tries to use trickery, but Bane was born in the dark. dark. You merely adopted it. <laughs> You're going back, back in, in time. time. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. <laughs> Those are the same. That's that's the same impression for me. Like I can't, I can't do one without doing the other. Oh man. Um, anyway, Batman fights Bane, gets his back broken, and then uh, just ties, hangs from a rope later, and it fixes it. Yeah, he gets that's punched cool. in the back, and that fixes it because that's uh, yeah. that's how that works. <laughs> anyway, so Batman v Bane. Batman loses round one. Alex, uh, my number three is. Homer Simpson versus Dredderick Tatum. Oh, God. <laughs> Why can't we be friends? Why can't we that be friends? That was a friends? beating of a lifetime. <laughs> okay, Homer, nothing to worry about. <laughs> In the face that he's already wobbling. <laughs> well, um, what were some of the, the boxes that he fights to like set that whole thing up? Like well, Tomato can? Boxcar Willie, Boxcar Sammy, Boxcar... Was, wasn't, there, boxcar. wasn't there a guy like named like... Tomato Can Joe or something like that. Am I thinking of something else? It was, cla- it was Glass Joe and Von Kaiser. Yeah. Piston, Piston Honda. Soda Drunkinski. Well, those are, well, I mean, Piston Honda's oh, yeah. quality. Vodka, vodka Drunkinski. Those, are quali- those last two are quality bugs. <laughs> King Hippo. Don Flamenco. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Bald Bull. Mr. Dream. Twice. Mr. Dream. Roster. 
Gabby J. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Gabby J. But yeah, Homer set up because he has Homer Simpson syndrome where his head is protected by an extra layer of fluid so he can't get knocked out easily. But Dreader Tatum is such a force. <laughs> I love that scene in the when he's, he's just eating his pudding in his cell and everybody's rioting. <laughs> he's like, hey, guys, come on, shut up. Everybody just stops. <laughs> oh, sorry, champ. Sorry, champ. <laughs> it was Larry. <laughs> It was Larry. <laughs> uh, I, I don't hit me any harm against him, but I would definitely make orphans of his children. Yeah. <laughs> you are aware that he had to have a mother. Yes, but I, I feel she would die from grief. <laughs> oh, somebody's got, that talking cactus is right. I've got to knock him out. And that slow-mo punch that Homer throws... <laughs> biggest whiff in history and Dreader Tatum just pops up right on the top of the head <laughs> <laughs> oh man I can't you guys just go on I'm gonna <laughs> laugh alright Scott number two number two uh, was a ter- oh, okay. Terrence Stamp movie called The Limey oh, uh, oh I still haven't seen this another- uh, worth watching, so I guess earmuffs if you want to hear about this one. But uh, oh, that's fine. Uh, at one point, it's fairly early on in the movie. Um, Terrence Stamp, the the eponymous Limey, uh, is in Los Angeles um, looking for somebody, and he goes into this like basically this chop shop. Um, it's from some kind of organized crime, and they basically beat the shit out of him and like toss him out in the street, um, and he gets tuned up. But then he walks back in, and then he gets up, kind of dusts himself off, and then he pulls out a gun that he had, like, holstered, like, in his belt, and he just goes back in there and shoots everybody. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking great scene. Awesome. <laughs> like, you, the, the shooting happens off screen, but uh, it's fucking amazing. Uh, they, uh, they fucked with the, long, the wrong Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's my number two. Good old General Zod. All right. <laughs> Neil before Zod. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two is Daniel LaRusso in The Karate Kid. <laughs> he gets the shit kicked out of him by the Cobra Kai numerous times in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Damn, that's good. He uh, takes a beating at the beach. He takes a beating riding his... Well, I can just, just try to kill him by riding his bike <laughs> off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then later on when he tries, he he gets Johnny's joint wet. What the fuck was he thinking? And then the skeleton Cobra Kai beat him up. Mm-hmm. Who knew so. front kicks were his weakness? Yeah, and then he proceeds to get beat up in the rest of the Karate Kid movies too. Before he ultimately wins. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. Daniel Larusso, Karate Kid, my number two. Alex, my number two is another famous Simpson, oh, Bart Simpson. And this is early. This is season one. Maybe two. Hmm. No, season one. Where you first meet Nelson Muntz. <laughs> and Nelson is like, uh, he makes him bleed as you made me bleed my own blood. You're going to get it, Simpson. He tells him, put him up. And Bart just raises his hands in the air. And in first person, Nelson just wails on him. <laughs> you see his face contorting each with each passing punch. And they stuff him in a trash can, and they roll him down the street all the way home. Oh, man. On, that made me think, uh, on 
honorable mention to uh, uh, Great Expectations, the old black and white one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say no, so much. I Whenever I think of him being a bully, it's the <laughs> the scene where they have it's the pool episode, and Bart falls off the the treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nelson, I think he's really hurt. I said, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then also, he got to nuke something. All right. Mm-hmm. Here's my Nelson mess. Another quick one is when uh, Marge sends Bart to school with all this padding and stuff to keep him safe. And then it smash cuts to Jimbo Jones just wailing on his stomach. He's like, man, with this soft padding, I can barely even feel it on my knuckles. I can wail on him all day. <laughs> That's hilarious. I forgot uh, about poor that. Bart. All right. Number one, Scott. Okay. Well, number one. Uh, mm-hmm. is from one of Jeff's favorite movies, uh, Blade Runner. Star Wars. Oh. Uh, yeah. Basically like the last 20 minutes or so where, <laughs> where Deckard is just basically being toyed with by uh, good old Roy. Um, gets fingers bent back in the, in the direction they're not supposed to go. Um, just basically, basically gets beat up for the last 20 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. it's a great sequence though, because we, as we've talked about before, no, there's no dialogue until the very end of it. Um, they don't really speak to each other. Um, there's just the raw kind of tear and panic on Harrison Ford's, uh, Deckard. Um, yeah, that's my, my favorite scene of a, of a hero getting, getting, getting his ass kicked basically. It's, it's good. It's, it's the wrong choice, but it's a good scene. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I wonder if Jeff's going to go Star Wars here. Let's find out. I don't. I am not because I don't remember a beating in Star Wars. But except for the one-handed ass beating. Yes, that yes, yes. <laughs> Luke gets. <laughs> but I did not choose that. Mine will be Tyler Durden oh. multiple times oh, in Fight Club. damn. That's nice. Shit. <laughs> Sometimes he's kicking his own ass. <laughs> Sometimes he's letting his ass get kicked by giant Italian dudes. And uh, yeah, and other times he's just beating the shit out of... I don't know. He's just he's always Jared getting Leto. punched. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess he was beating. He wasn't getting beat. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think the one scene with him, with his boss, getting the money uh, or getting the pension or whatever he was trying to get. I forget <laughs> at the time. Just doing that. And then also... Um, you don't know where I've been, Lou! And he starts bleeding all over the guy. Oh, I'm fucking Lou. <laughs> And then I guess all the flashbacks, you look, I thought about our first fight, and you see him kicking his own ass in the parking lot. You punch me in the ear. So, anyway, Tyler Durden in Fight Club, my number one. Alex. My number one is another Harrison Ford. Get off my plane. Indiana Jones. Uh, Which one? one, The first one. The, uh, whatchamacallit, with the thing. Ark of the Covenant. Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) There you he go. Another margarita. <laughs> but he's he's on the airstrip field fighting a bunch of Nazis. He's kind of holding his own, but he's really tired. And all of a sudden, the biggest freaking German you've ever seen in your life comes up. He's like, ah. He punches him one. He goes down. Bigger he's bleeding. Man. And then he's like, come on. Come on. With his, both his dukes up. And yeah, he's basically, for that whole fight, just getting the shit beat out of him. Pat Roach. Until... 
Yeah. Do it now, Papa Roach. Sure. Pet Pet Roach. <laughs> I like that when he's like, "Hey, come down here," and he looks back and he's like, "Oh." He puts fine. his hand up like, "Fine, I'll give me a second. It's yeah. <laughs> good. That was great. Then he uh, just <laughs> he happens to be standing at the wrong place in the wrong time, and the guy gets he wins by default. Yeah. Pat Roach also kicks the shit out of him in Temple of Doom. Oh yeah. When they're freeing the kids, then he gets shot in the head. No, oh, he gets sucked into the. Uh... Remember his like scarf gets sucked oh, into the rock crushing yeah. machine. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I was right. thinking of. And I believe Harrison Ford really like blew out his back during that scene, and they had to halt production for a couple months or something. Yikes! Uh, very good. I didn't even think of that. That's a good one. All right. Any honorable mentions? Oh damn it! I had one and I lost it. How about liar liar? Yeah, oh, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. That was my honorable mention. Right, there you go. That's kind of like the Tyler Durden one a little bit, right? <laughs> Excuse me. What, what are you doing? I'm kicking my ass. Do you mind? <laughs> uh, fantastic. All right. Well, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Sports ball? <laughs> Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> fall asleep there, Scott. Yeah. It's a good night. <laughs> so, you know, uh, baseball, big or- organization, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They've got their own, uh, apparently they have their own set of uh, Illuminati. Oh, really? Do tell. Yeah. Sources have it that they are going to be meeting in Las Vegas to see who wins, you know, all 5,000 of their games and uh, crown a a champion for the World Series. What are you talking about? What what does the Illuminati come in here? What do you mean, where does it come in? They're everywhere. <laughs> okay. Can't argue with that. Uh-huh. There's baseball everywhere. I it's really rigged. don't care anymore. It's time for Neam News! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was, yeah. It was, it was <laughs> Alex making a joke about the Winter Meetings, I think. Anyways. Uh, no, no, so, no, no, as, no. as Jeff alluded to earlier, uh, a, a trailer dropped... Uh, Earlier this week, as of this recording, um, mm-hmm. a little movie called Avengers Endgame, uh, the the follow up to mm-hmm. Infinity War. Uh, oh, I didn't think they were going to make a sequel. Yeah, no. But that, you thought that was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. He won. Half yeah. the world is gone. Everybody that survives lives yeah. happily ever yep. after with a, as much food as they can yep. eat. Resources no longer a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, I obviously cannot beat. Uh, Got a boner. Nerd boner from here until <laughs> Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel uh, comes out in in March. Um, so why is there nothing coming out this Christmas? And it was Just Aquaman. Aquaman, Jeff. Oh God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Can't wait. So, uh, oh yeah. Sorry, I I'll tell you why I'm distracted later. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, so the trailer dropped. Um, I love everything that I saw. 
except for the, the actual title um, and and spoilers. I I get that the Endgame ties in directly to a line spoken by Doctor Strange at the end of the first movie, or sorry, at the end of Infinity War. Uh, but as a title, it's kind of meh. Uh, it uh, uh, it just feels very generic. I kind of agree with that. Uh, but at any rate, mm. yeah, I, I love that in the trailer um, that it was all just character beats or or dramatic stuff going on. Uh, there was like very little actual action, um, if any at all, really. Uh, yeah. And the the whole time it was super dour, and you know, like shit shit got real at the end of the the last movie. And uh, so, you're wondering how people are going to react to that, or the characters are going to react to that. Which is why I loved, uh, you know, spoilers within spoilers here. Uh, but I loved, uh, <laughs> at the end of the trailer, when, uh, when Scott Lang showed up. <laughs> he's like the, he's like the one character that's kind of incapable of being mopey. Yeah. So, you know, he's still like, hey guys, what's going on? Like, <laughs> you're from the airport? <laughs> yeah, like, he, even with, like, all the horrible shit going on, he, he can't help but, like, Still remain kind of upbeat about everything. Um, it's Scott. It's Scott Lang. Maybe. Well, we, you remember Ant Man. You remember Ant Man, right? That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I just love that he still has this like mentality that he, that, like, in his head, he doesn't actually think that he like belongs with that with that group. You know. <laughs> um, he wants right. to be there, and he thinks of himself as a hero, probably, but he doesn't see himself quite on like the same level as everybody else. Okay, so ultra spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp yet, right, get off now. Five, four, three, two, one. How does he get out of the quarter rope? I want to know. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I, I had several conversations about this this week, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, you know, the the easy, just to start off with the easy one, is that he just kind of... A wizard did it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he, he, just, he, just like, he just like idiot savants himself out of it. If you remember, he was the first person to get into the quantum realm, and he got himself sure. out. Um, so maybe he figures something out, like just intuitively. Yeah, he's got one of those uh, discs. And he's like, "Well, I got to do this again." Yeah, or maybe he like hitches a ride on something on the way out. Maybe something Thanos does causes ripples in the the quantum realm, and he rides like something like that on the way out. Um, but I, but I, you know, we we might we might not know by the end of this movie like how he gets out. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll explain it at some point. Um, because that might be the best, what do you call them, tag, whatever things that happen post-spoiler credit sequences, I think it might be the best one. That was a gut punch. Well, yeah, man. yeah. Like, yeah. It, totally, completely different from everything else. Else, Yeah, yeah. It was, it was brutal. Um, They're usually all fun and stuff like that. And yeah. this one was just like, oh. Yeah. With, anyway. Uh, the, ant, the ant brought her back, right? Playing the drums? That's true. There was the post-post-post-credit <laughs> yeah, post yeah. one. Yeah. So... So I mean that that begs the other question, you know, regardless of how he gets out, was him being in the quantum realm uh, saving him? Yeah, did it save him, or was it just the numbers? He was part of the fifty percent that got to stay. Sure. Like so, I was thinking about that. But either way, I've got to think that that's going to tie into how they eventually prevail. Um, it's going to be like his, he's going to bring out a MacGuffin that's going to help them fight. The Thanos' MacGuffin. <laughs> All right, here, here you go, Scott. 
And part of the trailer, Steve Rogers looks at a picture of Peggy Carter. So you know what's happening, right? They're going back in, in time! time! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and that, that would totally explain Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, they're going to go back in time. Uh, maybe Nick Fury keeps his eye this time. <laughs> then if he does that, how do they beat, spoilers, how do they beat Bob Redford? Mm. Mm. Did you call him Dick Fury? Because that sounds like no, a Nick, great Nick Fury. Movie. Nick, oh. Nick Fury. <laughs> well, that's that's part of the the parody. What they got lazy with the porn names, by the way, for movies. Yeah, they just go like name of movie XXX <laughs> or yeah, name yeah. of movie a porn parody. Like they don't. <laughs> it's not like in oh sh- uh, uh, honorable mention to Kiss Kiss, kiss Bang Bang. The, the movie they watch um, is titled Lord of the Cockrings. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, back back to this whole thing. Yeah, just um, you get to see some of the characters are still around. You know, just a lot of questions. Hawkeye. Yeah, you get to see Hawkeye as Nomad. Ronan. Like another, no, I, I don't think. Is it Ronan? Because I, Ro- I thought Ronan is like its own character that was in the first Guardians movie. Nomad is Steve Rogers no. when he's not. I think it's spelled uh, differently. Okay, like Ronan. Okay, the Destroyer. All right, so he's he's back. <laughs> um, I'm I'm curious, like what, like, or or how um, Tony Stark and Nebula go their separate ways. Yeah, it's probably a journey. Yeah, and like, what's what's her? <laughs> probably is like, I gotta go. But like, what's her? Yeah. What, but, but I mean, like, I'm curious. Yeah, like, Tony Stark has to just lead his head so the spaceship can take off. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I just I wonder what like her goal is then if she's not going with him. Um, and then how he gets out of it too. Like, is Captain Marvel going to come do a flyby? Uh, yeah, because like she's a, not in the trailer at all. I mean, I guess I guess Thor. I mean, on Earth, they've got they've got rockets still, so they could fucking build something. Mm-hmm. They've got enough brain power with Rocket there to like build a spaceship if they wanted to. Um, although I, they didn't show what happened to the sister because if she's around, then yeah, she could also do like all the like exposition science oh, shit. I mean, to tell the sister, yeah. And, well, I, I guess yeah. Bruce Bruce Banner's still around, although his deal was never really fucking spaceships or anything like that. <clears throat> okay. Actually, I watched a YouTube video where they broke it down, and they said you could see her name on the list of the deceased. Oh, really? Yeah. But Jeez. they also show Scott Lang's. So, I don't know, but... Well, yeah, because they didn't know. Yeah, so maybe the same thing with her. I'm not sure. She's in the quantum zone, too. <laughs> or she could just be hiding out in her super secret techno cave. I don't Vib- know. Vibranium cave. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, uh, I mean, I could, uh, I could go on, uh, but yeah, I yep. think Jeff, you you already start off with like the biggest question, you know, like what, what the hell's up with Ant Man? Um, when and when is Cap gonna get back his fucking shield? That's what I want to know. The the like triangular, like stabby shields that he got were pretty fucking badass, <laughs> but he's he's gotta he's gotta have the Cap shield before it's all said and done. Yeah. Well, he was wearing the Cap outfit in this one, yes. the Winter Soldier outfit. So it's going back to yeah time yeah <laughs> well, maybe, maybe maybe Thunderbolt Ross is no longer in the picture so like the American government's like yeah do what you got to do there you go or maybe because of all the shit happened he's like go do what you got to do I'll arrest you later hey. or some bullshit 
Scarlett Johansson says half of all living organisms. So like that, it's like all half the dogs are gone, half the cat. So how does that really fix the food problem if like half the animals are gone? Because the plants are still good. Well, those are living. Maybe half the trees are gone and half the wheat's gone. I think it was. I think, I think, it, was, sentient I, I think it was sentient life. life yeah. yeah. Didn't say it. But then, but then, yeah, you bring up a good point. Where's the line? Where do you draw the line? Are dolphins sentient? Yeah. Whales. Um, yes. But Thanos specifically says resources, though, which is more like, like, stuff that you can't get back. Hey, what about that Thanos scarecrow? Was that on Earth? Because his gear is here, right? Or no? Uh, okay, so that brings up another question. Like, that maybe that's can I get no tang around here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when they when they show his armor, that makes me think that uh, at some point they're going to go to wherever he is. Like they. Obviously, there's going to be some fight with him. I, I don't think that's, like, going <laughs> to get... Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, they're going to go to where he is, and he's going to don the armor. Like, that. so... That's why they kind of... That's why they showed it. To, like... He's he's basically, like, in retirement now that he did what he wanted to do. But they're coming for him. So they're, they're taunting him? So no, saying? that wasn't a scarecrow. I thought that was just, like, something holding his armor. It wasn't, like, oh. a trophy or anything. He was just, like, a place to put his armor... But his armor, remember, everything left was, was left on Earth. The glove definitely was. Well, he wasn't armored. No, the glove wasn't left on Earth. He took it with him. He basically he basically no, ditched the armor after, like, the first part of the movie. Or, or like, the first... No, after, he teleports out after the snap. He teleports out with his gauntlet and everything. I thought the gauntlet falls on the ground and it's all fucked up. No, no, no. He has the gauntlet. No. The gauntlet is yeah. fucked up, but he it goes with him. But he, But oh, he's not, okay. like... He stops wearing the armor, basically, after the Hulk fight. Okay. Guess I need to rewatch it. Shucks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee whiz. All right, anything else since we're getting long here? Um, nope. nope, we'll just... I'll leave it at that. Uh, getting long talking about this trailer, I'll tell you yeah, There's other trailers yeah. I want to talk about, but uh, <laughs> we'll, yep. we'll get to those perhaps in a subsequent podcast. All right. I got nothing either. I'll, we all I guess we all want to talk about Avengers 4. So, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.